Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You Welcome to, to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Have you ever woken up in the morning with a miserable headache? Or do you feel like your head starts to throb around 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Or do you get a migraine after having a glass of red wine? Especially when you've nibbled on your favorite cheese with some favorite crackers while drinking that glass of wine. So if you or a family member are struggling with headaches or migraines, we want to share some of the triggers for headaches or migraines and some possible solutions today. I'm Joanne Rideout. I'm a registered dietitian, and for many, many years, I've helped countless numbers of people become headache-free. Joining me in studio this morning is our co-host, Carolyn Hudson, who's also a longtime registered dietitian. And not only has Carolyn helped numerous clients reduce their headaches, but she's recently authored a new class about headaches, which will be ready to present in the upcoming year. I can't yeah. wait to see that new class. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Morning. As I was pulling uh, this class together, I discovered there's so much information to know about headaches. There are different types of headaches, the causes of headaches, and some nutritional solutions to help reduce that frequency of getting those headaches. There's just a whole lot of information about headaches out there. But one thing is very clear. Headaches are miserable, aren't they, Joanne? They sure (laughs) are. They are. So, of course, in one hour, we're not going to be able to share all of Carolyn's research. But we do want to share the five common causes of headaches and some simple solutions. Our goal is to help you learn how to avoid getting a headache so you don't have to take some kind of pain medication, which can negatively affect your body when taken over a long period of time. Yeah, by far the most common cause of headaches is having low blood sugar. That's right. So I'm sure our listeners have heard us talk about low blood sugar. Yeah. So if your head starts to throb about, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, it could be from that low blood sugar. These days, you know, everyone seems to be so busy. Some of my clients, and I got to admit, in the past, this was me too, mm-hmm. we work right through lunch. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, three o'clock comes around, what happens? We, our blood sugar starts to really drop. It goes, dips below that 70. And our brains then become deficient in that sugar or glucose that our brain needs to function. Mm-hmm. And what happens? We get a headache and we feel tired and we're probably a little bit spacey, you know, kind of in a, one of those foggy afternoons, right? Uh, so some of us have very mm-hmm. sensitive blood sugar regulating genes. And for some individuals, the blood sugar uh, can swing high and then go low. I always refer to it as that roller coaster ride, blood mm-hmm. sugar ride, right? So actually, very high blood sugar levels and very low blood sugar levels can both result in a headache. Right. And it's important to know that these blood sugar drops don't just happen in the afternoon. 
they can happen anytime when we've gone too long without eating. So a good example is if you skip breakfast, it's very possible that your blood sugar or your glucose level may drop about 11 o'clock in the morning. And you will feel a lightness in your head, your neck muscles, maybe the start of a headache. I know sometimes if I get up early and get started in a project at home and get sidetracked, you know, I might start having that little bit of a headache. And that reminds me to eat because I know it's my blood sugar. And then I eat right away. Right, right. That that could happen. Yes. <laughs> Very easily, right? So if you have another one that might happen is if you have a really early dinner and then don't have an evening snack, a headache might actually occur somewhere, you know, 3, 3.30 in the morning. And suddenly your brain, you know, it's deficient again in that glucose. And that's going to cause you to wake up. And oftentimes you may have a headache and then, of course, how how are you going to get back to sleep with a headache? So we recommend eating a snack before bedtime, preferably about, you know, half a cup of fresh fruit uh, and some healthy fat. I I love, you know, peanut butter and uh, my apple. That's kind of one of my go to's all the time. That's a quick one. Yeah. Um, You could also do a half apple with um almond butter or something like that or blueberries and some heavy whipping cream Um, that's gonna do the (laughs) trick right so usually a small serving of uh, fruit plus one of those natural healthy fats will help keep your blood sugar level above that 70 mark uh, and you're going to be able to stay asleep and be free of those nasty headaches That's right. And that low blood sugar causes headaches because we need a constant supply of glucose to the brain for it to function properly. And when your glucose level drops, the brain is one of the first organs to be affected. So lack of glucose to the brain can cause severe pain and pressure, and that can lead to a headache. So, and I'm sure many of you are thinking, you know, so what are some of the common causes of low blood sugar? A couple of the common causes are, well, number one, we just talk about kind of skipping meals or, you know, going too long between meals and snacks. Uh, so that would be probably at least longer than two and a half hours. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can go four. Yeah. But, you know, I prefer doing kind of the three, three and yeah. a half right in there. But everybody's different, so we have to kind of figure that out on our own, right? Mm -hmm. So, And as I previously mentioned, some people have very sensitive blood sugar-regulating genes. And those people might need to eat, you know, almost every two hours. And I think those people generally know it, because when they come in and we're doing a meal plan, they'll say, I don't know if I can go three hours. Then we just Mm kind of dial that in and individualize it. So some medications can affect, affect blood sugar balance. And certainly a number of blood pressure meds affect our blood sugar balance. So if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, you know some of those oral medications for type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance can lower your blood sugar far too much. And that can create a low blood sugar to the brain situation. So some of those undesirable effects our headaches, and brain fog. Yeah, I call it, you know, kind of spacey. Definitely. <laughs> so, listeners, I really, I have a question for you. Have you ever been on a low-calorie, starvation-type, 
you know, weight loss diet and kept getting headaches and having maybe some anxiety even. So for many people, that intermittent fasting results in headaches. So we have to be aware of that. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we believe that you will experience better weight loss, better moods, better memory, and fewer headaches if you try to eat three to four ounces of protein, a couple cups of vegetables, and again, that healthy fat, about a tablespoon of healthy fat every three hours. You know, I have a quick story about intermittent fasting. One of my clients took it a little too far and was going about 18 to 20 hours in her long Uh stretch overnight, which stretched into most of the day. She ended up spiking with a high cortisol level and ended up gaining weight instead of losing weight, which was her goal. Oh, so wow. She was stressing out her body, really wasn't she? You have to be careful with that. And mm-hmm. some people try to do it for like 12 hours, 14 hours, which is generally okay. But, you know, going too long is a problem. Yeah, definitely. It is a problem. And I think it's time to take it's a break. Almost time here. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. At this present time, we are living in an environment with 80,000 toxic chemicals and very few have been tested for long-term impact on our health. According to the Environmental Working Group, most uh, of the babies born this year had 287 known toxins in his or her umbilical cord. Wow. Yeah, that... that (laughs) That statistic is amazing, isn't it? So if a newborn has 287 known toxins in their umbilical cord or body, how many do you think we have as adults? And how do these toxic chemicals affect us? In many different ways, I am sure. So here are a few examples. Mm -hmm. Could be skin rashes. It could be weight gain. Cancer might be one of them, Mm -hmm. autoimmune disorders, and our topic today, it could be a headache. So we recommend that you eat organic, organic meats, vegetables, fruits, and fat to limit your exposure to these toxic chemicals. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We were just talking about some statistics I thought was very interesting Mm -hmm, and bears repeating. So from the Environmental Working Group, found the umbilical cord of newborn babies contains almost 300 known toxins. I think that's just a shocking information. So thinking about that, what about the toxic load adults have? What would the toxic load be for an infant exposed to lead, either from paint or from drinking water? And in the year 2015, a research study was published that said, if a child has an increase of lead in his or her blood levels from 10 parts per billion to 100 parts per billion, their IQ could drop by seven points. Isn't that, that amazing? Yeah, and we recently had that whole thing going on at one of the companies here where right. uh, the employees were bringing home you right. know, lead into their homes from their work environment. Right. And they, all the children were testing positive. So, yeah, oof. scary. 
So lead is just one contaminant. However, our tap water often contains many other forms of contaminants, such as mercury, arsenic, prescription drug residue, and numerous other toxic chemicals. I've recently heard um, a podcast where they said in one gallon of tap water that it was, was like equivalent to one prescription Xanax. Oh my gosh. I was shocked by that. And, you know, I don't know where the information comes from. I was shocked by it. But I've also read recently about... Birth control. Yes. I have read that. Mm-hmm. Being in the tap water just in general because mm-hmm. so many people are taking birth control. It's uh-huh. just in our water. It's, yeah, it's in our water. We pee it out. Yeah. <laughs> right? So. Yeah. So. And, and then, that's another scary topic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what are we drinking, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we encourage everyone to drink only filtered water from glass containers. Um, filtered water along with organic foods, is a very effective detoxing agent. And as a dietitian, I encourage my clients to drink probably on average about three quarts of filtered water a day for better weight loss. Um, Water not only helps with weight loss, but it's also a very inexpensive detoxifier. We have a great podcast that I recommend you listen to. It's called What's in My Tap Water?, and it can be found on our website under um, fe- in February 18th of 2018. It's called What's in My Tap Water. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. podcast. Yeah, just go to. to our website at Nutritional Weight and Wellness and click on podcasts, right? Yep. Great resource. So we've been talking about migraine headaches this morning. And we have n- innumerable testimonials to prove it. Um, I believe we need to get away from always thinking about diet and weight loss. And we need to change our thinking to how can I eat and drink to keep my body healthy and avoid those chronic diseases. No, the Europeans have become very savvy in protecting the quality of their foods and their focus on eating beneficial foods to support their health. They don't allow some oh. of the toxins right. in yeah. their foods. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just not there because mm-hmm. they've never allowed trans fats. They've never allowed um, genetically modified items to mm-hmm. enter the food. And so, I think they've you know outlawed some of the pesticides and herbicides yes. that we're using. Yeah, I often have clients that go to Europe and eat food that they couldn't eat here and exactly. don't have any reactions. So I've had the same very experience. interesting, isn't it? Right. So those European um, countries, interestingly, have half the obesity rate of the United States. So think about that. Half, half. the obesity rate of the United States and far less toxins. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is a pretty mm-hmm. interesting correlation. So eating to keep your blood sugar balanced is so critical for long-term health. So, Joanne, let's move on to another common cause of headaches, and that would be food sensitivities. So, yes, it's true. Food sensitivities can cause headaches and migraines in many people. Um, I, I would say a lot of my clients have food sensitivities that cause Um, headaches and migraines so earlier in the show we mentioned red wine and aged cheese 
of course, and then maybe even on some crackers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've got, you know, those uh, you know, aged um, aged things like the aged cheese uh, and crackers would be the gluten. And those could be all triggers for a headache. So what are some of the other foods that can cause headaches for many people? Some of those foods would include chocolate and then those crackers, that gluten in the crackers, milk or dairy products, mm-hmm. uh, yogurt cashews, coffee, even eggs in some people. And, of course, I think a lot about those artificial sweeteners. Yeah. You know, um, and again, I got to go back to that aged cheese because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who don't put that correlation together. Right, right. So um, when I'm working with a client who is experiencing headaches, one of the other foods I always start um, by having them eliminate not only the gluten grains, but the artificial sweeteners, also corn products. Yeah, corn can be a trigger. Absolutely. It definitely is for me. And I start with those corn products. What, why, but why might those corn products, those corn chips or corn muffins cause those headaches? Nearly all corn today is genetically modified. So we do know that. Mm-hmm. So that means... Um, Roundup, mm-hmm. um, glyphosates. On top of that, the corn crops are sprayed with pesticides. So last week we learned that these chemicals are estrogenic. That means they can create inflammation of the brain. They're creating inflammation of the body. Um, if you grab a few corn chips, like Fritos, Sun Chips, or any corn tortilla chips, or a handful of popcorn, or corn nuts, you may run the risk of getting a headache. So with that said, if you want to avoid getting a headache, we recommend that one step you take is to eliminate all corn products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's it's always worth a try, right? Exactly. To, you know, experiment a little bit with that. So in many of our shows, we have talked about eliminating those gluten grains. And we know for many people, gluten is another source of inflammation. Some of our clients who have been successful in totally eliminating gluten from their diet are now headache-free and they feel great. You know, most people even lose weight when they switch to eating vegetables and fruit Mm -hmm. from their processed grain type diet you know so that would be like toast uh, for breakfast or a muffin for a morning snack or a sandwich uh, for lunch sadly just one slice of wheat bread can have a negative effect on the intestinal tract for get this up to nine months after eating it exactly so if gluten gives you a migraine or any kind of a headache it is necessary for you to stay 100% gluten-free. And Joanne, I have a, a little story. I have Go ahead. A, I have a relative who is so sensitive to gluten. She's Catholic. She can't do the host on Sunday. Wow. Wow. She finds just one Sunday will put her in a tizzy, you know, for wow. a long time. Yeah. So, you know, she has to request the gluten-free host or wow. she just uh, abstains from uh, taking the host. Wow, that's pretty interesting. So um, it's also interesting. I, I mean, I was talking to a colleague about last weekend, 
And she was talking about just an example of this, what you just said. The gluten can stay in your intestinal tract for up to nine months. She was talking about even, so even, you know, taking that the next step, even if you cheat on something, you know, maybe a little something at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, that's only like three times a year. It it can make your body feel like you always have gluten in mm-hmm. it. Isn't that a different yeah. way to think about it? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So for myself, I've figured out many symptoms that I have that gluten is causing. Done this by trial and error. Um, so I can have patches of itchy skin like eczema. I can also have an upset stomach soon after eating gluten. Also, I can have some back pain or knee pain, hip pain that arthritis can set in from eating gluten. And like I said, I figured it out by trial and error. It is just not worth it to slip <laughs> in those things no, and be isn't. miserable yeah, after, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. that true? So, so it's it, time for our next break here already. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And I want to m- remind you to take one of our $10 classes that's available for the remainder of November to help you stay inspired and to feast on real food that is chemical-free and good for you and, of course, tastes great, too. Remember to avoid adding in any processed carbs or sugary-type foods that contain damaged fats. We are offering five popular 90-minute classes for only 10 bucks through next Friday, November 22nd. Call 651-699-3438 to register or sign up online at weightandwellness.com. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. The longer I practice as a dietitian, the more I realize nutrition is about so much more than just weight loss. Today, one in eight women will experience breast cancer. So even thin women might experience breast cancer. So it's not only the extra weight that's causing cancer, many other things, heart disease, autoimmune disorders, mental health issues. So as a society, it's time we give nutrition its due respect. Somehow we need to buy and eat quality foods that are necessary to maintain our good health. All in all, we need to know more and demand toxic-free food. Some people are so surprised when I mention toxins in food just casually mm-hmm. what they do you just, mean what are you talking about right i mean that i mean outside of work yeah inside of work nobody's surprised but <laughs> <laughs> we invite you to take these classes with us and share our dishing up nutrition podcasts we have a simple food plan eat real food in balance Education is a powerful change agent. Yeah, I just love it when we have like these light bulbs go off, you know, in right. our classes or yes. even when we're doing our one-on-one counseling, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, really? Right. Wow, what? that's so interesting. Or that's all I have to do is eat right. real food. Yeah, exactly. So getting back to our topic about headaches and migraines, um, many of my clients are sensitive to MSG or monosodium glutamate. So MSG is a flavor enhancer uh, and it's commonly added to Chinese food uh, or it's in a lot of canned soups or flavored chips or snacks, fast food and processed meat. You know, so many people, for many people that MSG triggers a headache, or a migraine. 
It also makes many people hungry. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So they want to eat more. Mm-hmm. So if you're sensitive to this chemical, you need to be um, constantly kind of on the lookout because MSG, even though it's actually been banned here, I think, what, 1998, maybe, was it? It was uh, a long time it ago. It was a while ago, um, but it's hidden mm-hmm. it in, in many different uh, words. So some of the words that uh, are for MSG that I often see on labels are sodium caseinate. Uh, autolyzed yeast, yeast extract, soy extract, gourmet powder, Chinese seasoning. And then whenever there's the word hydrolyzed, mm-hmm. you need to say, oh, that's like MSG. That acts, all of those things act like MSG in your body and can trigger that headaches so all of these and actually there's many other words there <laughs> in are, there as that, you, that are used right and yeah. you, as you were listing those off i was thinking about natural flavors Na- oh yes natural, natural flavors can't not necessarily but it can be just kind of a cover-up for all kinds of things that could include msg right right so we we have to be on the lookout we, we got, do we tell all our clients who read those ingredients read Absolutely. the labels i always tell my mom that stop reading the advertising on the front of the package yeah and flip it over <laughs> <laughs> and read the back right exactly <laughs> so how do i avoid getting exposed to msg it's really hard. You really have to watch closely. Um, and I eat real food. Mm-hmm. I cook my own food. That's so important. I want to know what ingredients are in my food, so I make my own. I avoid processed foods or fast foods. And if MSG is a flavor enhancer, do I want to eat that food that needs a chemical to make it taste better? Uh-uh. Not really. <laughs> no. Not really. No, no, no. And you just use, you know, salt and pepper and some herbs and other spices. It's you know? so easy to do that. So when you eat organic vegetables and fruit, don't you find that it need does not need a flavor enhancer? It's the same with 100% grass-fed meat. That real food, especially organic real food, tastes so good on its own without any chemical flavor enhancers. And yeah. I've noticed that I accidentally eating MSG in a restaurant, one one note thing that happens to me is I have trouble sleeping. Oh, so wow. So it will affect me in the middle of the night where I've got my, you know, brains a little revved up. And I was just like, oh, there must be some MSG in the food I ate in the restaurant tonight. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what's seasoning our food if yeah. we're eating out. Yeah, definitely not. And they're they're using a lot of packaged things in yeah, restaurants they are. you know so we have to really be cautious when we're eating out mm-hmm. especially if we're sensitive to some of those uh chemicals that's right my mom actually has heart palpitations um oh if she eats yes. chinese food and i've had her tell me before well i forgot to ask for no msg and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has yeah i kind of get flushed yeah. you know um and so i'm always really really careful so another chemical that often sets off a migraine or headache um, is that those artificial sweeteners, you know, and aspartame is one of those. Mm-hmm. So if you look on a grocery shelf, grocery store shelf, you are going to find aspartame in so many of those low calorie diet 
<laughs> low yes. fat, you know, <laughs> and all those, those, you know, no sugar foods. Yep. In fact, aspartame is found in over 6,000 food products, as well as diet soft drinks, diet sport drinks, iced tea, fruit drinks. Um, and it's also in gum. Yeah. And breath mints. Yeah, we I, need to. Yeah, I am shocked sometimes people don't don't know that. Right. So I remember drinking Kool-Aid, you know, and little did I know there was a link uh to migraines uh and those um those aspartame uh sweetened uh Kool-Aids. I do know uh that diet soda um causes an increase in blood sugar levels. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. And people don't really realize that right. one either. That's right. And of course, then what happens? We're going to have some weight gain going on there for uh-huh. many, many people. So those diet soda drinkers, if you're trying to lose weight, you really need to cut that habit out. I had a client actually who stopped drinking her three cans of soda a day, Joanne, and uh-huh. she dropped <laughs> 10 pounds in one month. That's really great success. And just to um, put an exclamation point on the breath mints and the gum that you talked about, I have so many people say, "Well, I never do I diet soda, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not getting any I aspartame. Yeah, I don't do those artificial sweeteners. But they might do some flavor drops in in their water. Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize that has aspartame, and then also the breath, the gum, and the breath mints. Those mm-hmm. are they're just not realizing. Yeah, so we have to be really careful. We do, yeah. So how does aspartame cause migraines? Aspartame can elevate the levels of phenylalanine and aspartic acid in the brain. So these compounds can reduce the production and release of some of the key neurotransmitters, those brain chemicals, dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, these neurotransmitters are necessarily f- necessary for a well-functioning and pain-free brain. So people that are deficient in dopamine often have a low pain tolerance. Dopamine and norepinephrine help us focus. They give us energy and the desire to accomplish tasks and be productive. The neurotransmitter serotonin helps us feel calm happy, and peaceful. So our brain needs all three of these neurotransmitters to function well. And aspartame can interfere with the production of these brain chemicals or neurotransmitters. So we we may end up experiencing depression, low mental energy, lack of focus, and migraines. So aspartame is also a chemical stressor on our adrenal glands. And that's going to result in higher cortisol levels. And when people have that elevated cortisol levels, again, they end up gaining weight. So cortisol is like um, that stress indicator, right? So when Mm -hmm. your cortisol level goes up, your body's in some kind of uh, stress. That's right. And we have had, I've had clients go in and have some of those hormone levels tested, including cortisol, and are very um, surprised, right? very surprised to see those cortisol levels raising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they often come in and say, "Well, I, and what, then what's that about?" Of course, right. they're gaining mm-hmm. weight. So it's almost it's time for our another um, one, another break. <laughs> 
So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Our topic today has been the food connection to headaches and migraines. So if you are struggling with frequent headaches or migraines, come on in to Nutritional Weight and Wellness and get some help. During our first appointment with you, we spend two hours listening to you and asking questions to determine what your headache or migraine triggers are and how we can help you shut those down and reduce the frequency, hopefully get rid of them all together. We look at the intestinal connection to those headaches or migraines, the sleep connection to headaches or migraines, the blood sugar connection to headaches and migraines, and the food sensitivity to headaches and migraines, or maybe the stress connection to those headaches and migraines. Um, I'm really proud to say that we have amazing success rate You know, life is so much more enjoyable when you are headache-free. So come on in and see one of us. We'll help you. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. There are many different topics or types of headaches and migraines, and the treatment is different for every type and for every person. So a one-on-one consultation is the best answer. Many health insurance companies cover nutritional therapy, so I encourage you to check out your health insurance plan. If you have any questions, call us, and we will be happy to investigate that for you. Also, I'd like to mention that next week, join Kara and Leah as they discuss how food can help ADD and ADHD symptoms. So, we are talking about migraine headaches today, and I'd like to start off right after break with an example of a client that I worked with about five years ago. So, I worked with a young man who came in, a teen. He was only um, 13 at the time, which was kind of remarkable that a 13-year-old would come in, mm-hmm. but you know how how in trouble he was with migraines because he was missing like 20 days of school every wow. month 20 days every 20 month 20 days a month so oh my there goodness. were big problems mm-hmm. with his migraines so and his family was on board and really wanted to be helpful in that way too so i worked with him for about two and a half three years um but he had he went from 20 migraines a month he was very serious about this program. I guess, yeah. Because he had even gotten behind in school mm-hmm. with missing yeah. that much class time. He changed his food plan drastically. He eliminated gluten and dairy. He eliminated processed foods. Um, put the halt on restaurant eating for a while. Um, within a few months, his migraines were gone. Oh, my goodness. It was a very quick turnaround for him and then as i kept working with him and you know he'd come in once in a while and gradually afterwards but he would get an occasional headache he he would always know exactly why oh one was when he was on vacation one was when he was you know went into a restaurant but Mm -hmm. he would always know why but it was very interesting and i saw his dad about a month ago he came into the office to pick up some supplies and it was interesting that he had he was still doing very well, now 18, 
in his senior year of high school, but Great. doing very, very well. So that it's he was just, motivated, right? He was very <laughs> motivated and had some amazing changes. Even, you know, his grades just picked up big time once he lost the migraines boy we need that guy for a testimonial yeah (laughs) isn't that isn't that great yeah it is great story joanne i love it when we can help people like that exactly so when i'm working with a client who is experiencing migraines i first suggest eliminating msg eliminating aspartame also those gluten grains Because I'm gluten sensitive, I want to dig into why gluten can cause those migraines. And I know if I eat a little bread from the bread basket when we're out to eat, the next day my back or my knees are going to let me know that I ate an inflammatory food. Gluten may be a trigger for migraines in some people. And a recent study found there's a link between migraines And the genetic gluten sensitivity called celiac disease. So, wow, that's really interesting. Um, So gluten can also affect the nervous system in people who are gluten sensitive. So gluten is actually considered a neurotoxin that can cause nerve damage and an inflammatory response in the body. So I think to myself, if gluten is a neurotoxin for gluten sensitive people, then it makes total sense that people with neuropathy, mm-hmm. MS, or even in the carpal tunnel should try to give up gluten altogether to see if some of their symptoms mm-hmm. don't subside. Right. So a few signs of a gluten sensitivity are having some of those irritable bowel uh, syndrome, um, also uh, known as IBS um, or other types of gastrointestinal problems. It could just be diarrhea every once in a while, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could even be constipation. Even having joint pain or fatigue can be signs of gluten sensitivity. So I suggest eliminating gluten from your diet for at least three months and see how you feel. And actually, when people go gluten-free, some of them usually don't feel the full effects for a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, but they do see some effects, you know, some positive effects pretty pretty, pretty quick, quickly, yeah, yeah, but definitely. fully because it takes nine months, right, to right. get that gluten out. So if you have any questions about going gluten-free, you, maybe you want to take one of our online classes. It's called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. Uh, registered dietitian Cassie Weenus um, is an excellent teacher, and she shows you how she manages to shop and cook gluten-free for her two teens who have celiac disease. Uh, Cassie takes cooking uh, gluten-free for her children very seriously, and she shares uh, some of her great ideas with you. All you have to do is go to weightandwellness.com, click on nutrition classes, and then scroll down to going gluten-free the healthy way online. Yes, and if you have recurring headaches, it's best to work with a dietitian or nutritionist. Headaches are often related to a food sensitivity, but not always. Sometimes it's an environmental factor. Maybe it's your hair dye. Perhaps it's the chemicals used in the nail salon. I actually worked with a chemist who actually had to change jobs because every time she stepped into the lab to work at a mig- at work, a migraine would strike. Wow. That's pretty yeah, that's, remarkable. Mm-hmm. So there was something in her work environment that she had grown 
a cost, you know, mm. that just sensitive intolerant to, yeah. to. Yeah. And as a dietitian, I work with many of my clients till we find the source of their migraines or headaches. And rarely have we had to resort to a medication. Mm-hmm. Usually it can be done without a medication or they're able to stop, stop their, their medication. Yeah, exactly. So the cause of frequent headaches can be as simple as being dehydrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here is an interesting fact. (laughs) When the body is dehydrated, guess what happens? The brain can actually temporarily shrink because of those lack of fluids. So dehydration can cause headaches. Additionally, dehydration can leave you with that brain fog, uh, that spacey feeling, and some fatigue, low blood pressure, and an increased heart rate. So if you get a headache after heavy exercise, like you were, you know, running a marathon or dancing the night away after, of course, you're going to have a few alcoholic drinks in there, I'm sure. It's best for you to drink plain filtered water and add a healthy chemical free electrolyte uh, drink. I like uh, the electrolyte drink that we have at the office called Superplex Revive Electrolytes. It's just a powder form, and you just add it to a little uh, glass of water, and that will help you stay hydrated. That's a great idea. Or if you don't have any of that on hand, just filtered water. Just filtered water. Just water, water, water. water. Right. (laughs) That's really helpful. So another common cause of headaches is lack of sleep. Oh, of course. Have you ever woken up in the morning with a poor night's sleep and had kind of a low-grade headache? Mm -hmm. It can be just that that's the cause. Insomnia can be prompted by teeth grinding or snoring, sleep apnea. These common problems can trigger a migraine or a headache. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we recommend getting at least seven and a half to eight hours of sleep most nights. So if you're a six hour a night person or less, it is time to get some help with either your sleep hygiene or your nutrition to increase your sleep time before you experience a chronic health problem. Lack of sleep increases your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, I always tell um, my <laughs> my clients, uh, what is it, Margaret Thatcher and uh, oh Reagan, Ronald Reagan. They mm-hmm. used to brag about um, <gasps> how little <Wow>. sleep <laughs> they needed to function. I think it was like four hours or something. And what did they both end up with? Both of them. Um, both of them have Alzheimer's or had Alzheimer's and dementia. So, what a great correlation! Yeah, Un- go, unfortunate oh, though. Uh, very unfortunate. Wow, absolutely. So, I don't think people should be bragging about. Oh, I only need four hours of sleep. So. Oh no, having chronic headaches is very, very common in our society today. However, with some nutritional and lifestyle adjustments, our nutritional weight and wellness dietitians and nutritionists can usually help you become a headache and migraine free. So I really want you to call us. Give us a buzz at 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment so you don't have to suffer anymore. We will really help you. So thank you for listening today, everyone. Our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. 
It's simple yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day.